0: W.R.V.U. Sports! What's
1: up, y'all? You are tuned in to the inaugural episode of the W.R.V.U. Podcast. Thanks for listening. We've got some good stuff in store for you today. No, No sports, but boy, is that a funny jingle. Coming up, we've got an interview with our DJ, Carson Leistad. We've got a quick convo about some upcoming and recent rap albums 2018 and then we have a nice conversation dissecting the ins and outs of quote-unquote screamer music stay tuned and enjoy what's up y'all I'm here with Carson Leistad. He's a uh, fellow DJ here at WRVU. Yeah. going to ask him a few questions about his show. What's your show called? The
2: show's called Playlists for Friends.
1: Word, word. I've heard lots of good things about this show. Um, Playlists for Friends, It's been indicative of what you do. So you invite friends and have them share their music? Is a bit more than that? Yeah. Well, they... So they'll
2: share... It's mostly me sharing music with them. It's okay. like I've always loved making like I made CDs for friends in like middle school and stuff and like then it's just turned into playlists because everyone uses streaming services now but um yeah they'll come in and and I'll say like what are you listening to right now like what kind of music are you into but also what is like going on with your life like what are you thinking about like what's something that recently happened to you like good or bad and based on their answer, they'll give me those answers a few days in advance, and then I'll try to make a playlist with songs that are either relevant musically or like content wise,
1: okay. Cool. And
2: hopefully, like give them a song that they can then latch onto
1: awesome. So yeah, more meaningful than just some just some playlist for friends,
2: yeah, I mean, and it, yeah, I mean, there's a there's like a it's specified to the person who comes yeah. on, which is um, it's fun for me just because it's fun to like look at my music with like a different lens like oh I need to find it for this and I don't know I think just like finding the right song for the right moment always feels really good so I want to like make sure that if someone if that song is out there for someone that they get it.
1: That's super cool. Is the show mostly music based or considering these themes you you have like long conversations? Yeah it kind of just depends like we'll start we'll start talking in
2: between songs about about the thing we'll usually address it to some extent and always say like you oh, know if you want to call in we don't get callers but never uh, i well, once or twice we've gotten someone like we've been like but i don't know someone it came down to like what's the best like what's a better place to eat on campus or something <laughs> like like this place or this place and someone called my cell phone and was like it's this place so that was cool <laughs> but it's mostly it's mostly just the two of us and sometimes other people will stop by so it's fun to have mm-hmm. them there but yeah, so it's it's music focused and sometimes the whole show is pretty much just music but um, I've had really good conversations like that end up happening where we'll just start talking before the break and the songs and then we'll just sort of pick up the
1: conversation and broadcast it for whoever's listening. Sweet, yeah. Sounds super dope. Have you ever had some more memorable shows? Or do they all stick with you? They've
2: all been really fun. This This semester, last semester I like... Was a I did a little bit less research with the guest ahead of time. I was still sort of like, what are you listening to, and like, what's like, what do you want to hear a song about? Like, what do you need? What do you need advice on, or something like that? Um, and uh, so, but this year has been really fun because I've really tried to like get good answers from the people, and they've given great answers. And so, yeah, there have been some memorable. ones. The one that was really cool was actually the one play, the one time where it wasn't quite um, it wasn't quite actually making a playlist for friends it was sort of making a playlist for everyone um, okay. because it was that week when we had a lot of people dying in yeah, a lot yeah. of places um, here and then there was a shooting and Tom Petty and there was like all this just like sadness in one day and so Sarah and I uh sarah Arnst who's also a dj who i live with we were talking the day before and we were and i was like i just like don't i don't feel like making a celebratory playlist for like a buddy would be good so do you want to like work together and make like a playlist to sort of like a healing playlist which was fun um but besides that another memorable one i were i had leah broderick on oh, the show cool. um uh one of the few I've actually had a couple non Vandy students, but she's one of the few. Um and she had a great sort of premise which was like, is there a such thing as like a soulmate and like a real connection? Like that was what she was thinking about. She's like, What okay. is that a real thing or not? Um like, do you have, like, soulmates and, or even just, like, soul friends? Or is yeah. it just, like, you get to know someone? And so that was really fun because I could... There's a ton of songs that are, like, yes, there are soulmates. And there's a ton <laughs> of songs that are, like, no. What were, what were some of your soulmate songs? Oh, there's a great song by Hop Along that I love called Tibetan Pop Stars, which is, like, um, it's, like, this fantasy sort of story about this girl who, like, has a soulmate not really he's like imaginary and it's this whole like imaginary tale about her how her soulmate is like out in tibet Tibet, like (laughs) yeah tibet like banging pop stars and she's like that's why i can't date him is he's busy being like a big macho man but he's just like a made-up character so that was like a really fun song to play and, and she enjoyed it too which was good um So that was one, yeah.
1: But we did, like, El Scorcho
2: by Weezer and a couple (laughs) other songs like that.
1: Word. Well, that sounds amazing. When can we hear your
2: show? The show is Mondays at 5. And the cool thing about that I'm doing from here for for the rest of the semester uh, is... I've had a couple friends this year be like, oh, I want to be on the show. And it's made me realize that there might be someone out there who wants to be on the show who I don't think wants to be or whatever the the disconnect is. So I'm I'm sort of opening it up to everyone because I just want to get it in this semester because it's my last semester. So anyone who wants to be on the show or wants their friend to be on the show should just shoot me a message and we'll either find a time mondays at five or we'll find a time whenever whenever there's an opening in the studio we'll go in at midnight and like have a sesh. <laughs> but i just want like anyone who wants to do it to get a chance to like hang out just because i i don't want to be the one responsible for picking the the, the guests
1: too much, power, yeah, yeah, too, too much power yeah it's too much power it's too
2: much power gotta like give it give it to the people so. send in your apps folks so yeah, so, get it so, while it's hot so, there's no app you'll get it we're doing it <laughs> if you want to do it we'll do it so that's that but yeah, the regular show is Mondays at five.
1: Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks sure.
2: For talking about good luck this. with this. Thank you for having, having me.
3: How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the WRVU podcast. I'm Beau Kennedy here with Lindsey Scott. What's up? Uh, we're going to be doing a rap segment for you today, discussing our favorite releases of 2018 so far. The year is very young, but it's definitely some definitely some definitely some standout <laughs> albums so far. I mean. Everybody's doing their best. Everybody's still probably doing their best of 2017 stuff, but we thought we'd get a uh, head start on the uh, 2018 stuff. Uh,
0: We're ahead of the curve, there.
3: Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, so, Lindsay, you got some albums that you've dug so far in January and the couple of days of Feb- February we got?
0: Yeah, the four there, or three days, whatever it is. Yeah, um, I was going to start just, you know, gunna album, drip season three. Uh, came out like very recently. actually. Unreal
3: cover that I was as soon as I saw that I was I was pretty yeah. hooked. Uh, but I was a little disappointed by it though.
0: Yeah, I think um you know if you're like a Gunner fan, you've been following them for a while, you might like it might be lacking somewhat to you, I guess. But um, I think it was high quality. Uh, you know, definitely something you can spend time with. And I mean, I thought the features were good.
3: Oh yeah, the fe- features were solid. Features. I mean, and that's the things I've only listened to the tracks with features, so yeah. I can't I can't really make a full judgment on the album yet.
0: Pedestrian. But the one, Ped- That's the song.
3: Pedestrian. All right. Yeah. I, uh, King Kong. Did, I couldn't honestly couldn't tell with yeah. with Gunner's vo- voice and Thugger's voice being. Oh, they sound close. similar. Yes, yeah, similar. They? I couldn't tell whether Thugger had a verse on that or whether he was just doing the background vocals because he, he was doing background vocals all over that thing. I he
0: think. was definitely doing va- background vocals. I think he did have a verse, but it is hard to tell. Like I'm still trying to like. They sound really like.
3: All, and then who's the other Y Ys- uh oh, Duke's on uh yeah. Duke's on YSL.
0: Yeah, and I think um is Bobby signed to YSL or is he just kind of like separate? I uh, no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, Duke. Honestly, great album. I mean, uh if you like like some of the features uh like Young Thug, Lil Durk, uh Lil he Uzi pops Goddy. up on there. Yeah, Lil Uzi pops up. The remix to um Dripper Drown is that's nice. I like that remix, so yeah so you know good release uh i mean it's not gonna like blow you away but very like high quality you know um and then you had something or i got another album uh yeah you got another album yeah so i think this is like you know i guess full disclosure like probably the best album of the year to me so far young year but uh payroll giovanni and cardo the uh big boston volume two um this to me was just like almost flawless like the I don't know if you guys have heard like Carlo got wings like his production, but every beat on here is at least like eight out of ten, and he makes it sound like effortless. It's just it's honestly great. And then Giovanni is just he's just a great rapper, like entertaining. He's like he just he brings like life to every verse. It's just great. I'm I'm aggravating like, now, but listen, everyone's gotta listen to this album. They're great. Can't. I'm wait. one of
3: those people who needs to check it out. I Yeah, you know, little to nothing about each rap about both of those rappers, but.
0: Yeah, hey, definitely um, check it out. You know,
3: definitely. Uh, next up, if that was your favorite 2018, my favorite yeah. 2018 would be Pumpkin by Maxo.
0: Oh yeah,
3: um, he's definitely on his storytelling shit. Like uh, <laughs> Max, like uh, my favorite rapper, Danny Brown. Danny Brown is yeah, um, and
0: big fan.
3: But then with the production, there was there's one beat on there that features uh, Tame Impala sample which is really crazy like it really yeah and at first i thought they pitched it up or something but not nah, kevin parker and tame Impala just got that high-pitched voice
0: yeah
3: um but he and then yeah they, they let the, the tame impala song just go kind of like through a uh, through some kind of effect for a couple of bars and then maxo comes in hard on that track that's pop another
0: people love like you, cause you know like rihanna had the tame impala song
3: yeah she, j- oh, she just straight up she did, just did a cover it was just a covered straight it. People up people love cover.
0: just like playing like tame impala i'm i'm up for it i love tame impala
3: Definitely. Um, but, I've only
0: heard "Bust Down." That song is
3: "Bust Down." Crazy. They have a, that was that started the whole visualizer trend on Spotify. Really? Like, yeah. I don't, um, like, I, it. I, I don't like it. I don't either. Like, it's hard to. It was hard to get through uh, "Culture 2 by Migos because of the visualizer thing.
0: Yeah, because you'll be like listening to it, or you, say like you're running or something. You look down at your phone, and it's just like moving, and then like you can't <laughs> stop it. Like, uh, it's too much.
3: Definitely too much. I sound
0: old, but yeah.
3: <laughs> kids these days and their visualizers. I know, right? Um, Bust Down
0: though. That song great.
3: Bust Down is great. Um, opening track work has it was a two-parter mm-hmm. and I, I saw a lot of similarities between this one and um, uh, You Only Live Twice by Freddie Gibbs Ooh. just in the time like the timing and like how it will be remembered probably like
0: yeah.
3: January that came out back in like early early January of 2017 and, it, and both albums suffered from delays um, a little bit uh, Freddie Gibbs for his legal stuff and Maxo just, just cause it seemed to be taking him a while he dropped he dropped a couple singles off that thing like March of 2017 yeah and then so they, they've been they, out there for a while they've been out there for a while they held up they held up though all the way to the release of Punkin which was surprising for me honestly cause it took forever I was wondering if it would stand it was uh hold up it did did Definitely. you
0: see him when he came here last year
3: Matt? yeah he was opening for Danny Brown uh, but yeah, then he also show. played it he played it a frat here too which was wild and I, oh, I heard man. he did like two songs and then, and then dipped yeah
0: Yeah. I mean <laughs> i never hear. I've never heard of a frat performance where it was like completed fully and it was like or and it was good like it's either like they stayed long but it wasn't that good or they just
3: and then so yeah and then I saw some I talked to someone who saw both of those performances yeah and at the Danny Brown show what he did was he invited a girl on stage for the last song and then just walked off stage with her and then everyone was like ha yeah everyone was like ha but then apparently he did the same thing at Fiji, so he must be doing that. He must have been doing it that. It might like, be a trend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe you think the girls are being like placed in the audience? Like <laughs> it's the same like girl every show. It's yeah. a, just bring her around on tour. Oh uh, wow. Um. Yeah.
3: yeah but then uh, we were talking about Culture Two for a second back then. Um, culture Two. Def, I don't think there's any way you can say it lives up to Culture One. And, and you know
0: what? Yeah. I, so my thing about it is, I think everyone's like. I, I won't go into too much on this, but I feel like people who haven't been listening to a lot of Migos are kind of like they're treating Migos like album artists, which they've never really been. No,
3: this brought me right back to the um, like Feed no the label, no label, De- no label definitely. Yeah. And, uh, Feed the Streets was the stuff they did with Rich the Kid, right?
0: I think it was. I don't know. I don't it, really keep. Up I think with it was the at the, the same time as
3: the No Label, Li- Yeah.
0: But anyway, yeah, no, like I think like there obviously there's good songs, like great songs on here, and I think it does suffer from just being like enormous. But I mean, at the end of the day, like Migos, they're gonna like. I think Culture was a deviation from what they usually do. Like Culture One, like just yeah. a clean cut, structured album. But uh, yeah, what what songs do you like off of
3: it? Uh, my favorite was Made Men. I think it has one of the best takeoff oh, verses. Yeah. It was toward the toward the end. It has one of the best takeoff verses ever in a rapper. while.
0: Yeah, he might be the best one in the group actually.
3: I was worried they were gonna phase out Takeoff for a little while. They can't. I mean, he's.
0: I think he's like he. I think Offset has the most interesting verses to me. Takeoff is the best rapper though. And then Quavo like, Hook, is man. A hook, yeah. He's like the pop guy.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he's featured on a ton of pop singles these days. Like, Quavo's all over the place. He's
0: getting out there. Yeah. BBO for me, man. Like, 21 Savage was. I, I didn't know he had a hook like that in him. BBO was nice.
3: And the one with Two Chains. Uh, yeah. Two Chains has a solid feature. Always there.
0: here for Two Chains first. Never,
3: I, never not one. I have moment. a bold argument. Two Chains top five in the game right now.
0: That's not even bold to me. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll raise that, like, if I can, like, top three. Oh, like, wow, not even, right. Yeah. I've never heard a bad verse from him. And I, I mean, thought Pretty st- Girl's, like, trap music was just very good. For
3: me, the, the untouchable top three, you got Danny Brown, you got Isaiah Rashad, you got uh, Kendrick, of course. Yeah, oh, he... Kendrick
0: is... Kendrick is so good now that it's boring to, like, talk about how good he is.
3: It's, he... Like, it <laughs>
0: it's like, everyone's like, yeah, no, he's great. Like, he's great.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um...
0: What else? You want to uh, talk about, like, upcoming releases? Like we got yeah, my, I mean,
3: stuff. like I said, Danny Brown's in my top three. I'd definitely say his upcoming release in 2018. Yeah. has got me excited. said he was working with a legendary producer. Uh, we got I'd the guess, Kanye
0: rumor, too, that he's working on something. But we don't know if any will come
3: of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing is with the top five. I, dropped con- the, I gave 2 chains my Kanye spot because I consider Kanye just kind of out of the game Ooh. right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, did you like, like, Pablo?
3: I love Pablo. I love yeah. all the recent Kanye stuff, probably more than the early stuff, honestly. Really? I'm huge on Yeezus, big on Pablo. You think
0: Pablo's over
3: uh, Fantasy? I. I'd, I'd, all those three are probably my top three Kanye yeah, albums, you, which they, is, like,
0: move around, but they're all, like, yeah, around the
3: same. Fantasy and uh, T-Lop and Yeezus. Yeezus has been number one for a while. I'd, I'd say it's Yeezus
0: is heat. I don't understand why people... Disrespect Yeezus. Like it's such a good release. It was
3: confrontational, but in like the best way.
0: Oh um, my like, send it up is just like that, that song is too much. I'm in it. Yes. Yeah, no, there's just it, Yeezus is great. Yeah. No, we can we can agree on that.
3: <laughs> we could do a whole Yeezus podcast. We probably right? could.
0: Yeah. We could do like a Kanye. We could do a series of Kanye podcasts. Really. <laughs> um I'm trying to think of upcoming releases that I've heard about. I guess uh, Young Nudy. I think he might be coming out with something soon.
3: And then Lil Uzi said he did a whole project in a day with. Um, oh, who was it? It was a produ- It was might have been London on the track.
0: Yeah, something like that.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that,
0: if something comes of that. I'll be like that. That sounds great.
3: <laughs> uh, who who was the producer? It might not have been him.
0: Uzi's album had really good songs on it, but I was so I think because I was like, oh, this is gonna be incredible.
3: Deluxe version. That was really? that was nice. Twenty like the four he just added four tracks on I like some Urban them. Outfitters exclusive or something. But, <gasps> oh my God. but straight up, yeah, they threw that on Spotify and like uh, those. I think the four added songs they added to would all be in the top couple tracks really? off Love is Rage 2, yeah.
0: I mean, and no one can say that Uzi doesn't have, like, incredible potential. Like, he just reeled off EXO Tour Life, and I was just like, this is insane. Like,
3: I, I was shocked that it blew up the way it did. I mean, I, I kind of saw it coming with the SoundCloud hit, with, like, the SoundCloud numbers that yeah. were coming out, but, like,
0: I did not expect it to hit, to hit the mainstream like it did. You know what's crazy? It's He's sprung up so much, because when I think back, like, I remember, like... Years ago, like not even that long, maybe like two years ago, three years. Like just hearing about him, someone's like, "Oh, this random SoundCloud rapper from like Philly," and now he's like a he's a bonafide star. Like it's insane mm. to me. You know, there's another oh. Philly
3: kid coming up.
0: Ooh, wait. I thought you. Were and by about... kid,
3: I mean literal kid.
0: Oh, never mind. Are you talking about? Is it is Matt that Smokey?
3: <sighs> nah.
0: I'm thinking of Smokey Margella.
3: I've never heard of that guy. No. Nah.
0: One of my friends showed me this rapper. who's was like 15 years old. I think his name Madox
3: like is like Smoky? 13. Smoky? I got you beat. I got you beat. Yeah, that, you do have a
0: beat. <laughs> He's 13 years old.
3: Yeah, Maddox. He, he. I mean, he kind of kind of came in the game on some gimmicky shit, like a music video with fidget spinners and like. Wait, is that to the
0: little white guy?
3: little white, yeah, little white guy. I've
0: seen that video on yeah, Twitter.
3: But he has some other songs that have been coming out lately that are actually pretty sick. And you know, he, I felt and he bad. Worked with, he worked with Lil Uzi.
0: Yeah, I, I felt bad because I was like, oh wow, this is dumb. But then I was like, yeah, the beat. This beat is nice. <laughs>
3: Oogie Mane, Oogie Mane, he killed it.
0: Yeah, nah. I, yeah, I'm too old for rap now, man. I see all these rappers out and then, like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the funny part is it's not going to go away in our lifetime like no, in it's, it, it, it's and it's just going to get newer and newer and, and that's that's perfect and that's the way it should be
0: who's that um like they were talking about the XXL freshman list which always is like a you know
3: controversial subject for people but I think they're going to throw 6 9 on there and I can't yeah. stand 6 9
0: I have, here's the thing I've never heard a song by him I just hear things that he's done and I'm just like well I'm not going to
3: exactly that's so, yeah, so, I mean, so
0: I think it's him and Bad Baby? Is it bad
3: baby, baby. or bad Barbie? Baby. Bad, bad baby? Baby, yeah. baby. With with a lot of H's in there. So I don't yeah, know. there's a lot of
0: H's. H's are everywhere. <laughs> oh, and uh who else? I guess Kodak would be on it and then um I don't I has Kodak not been on it? Lozan? Wait, he well, has been on it, right?
3: Uh the Kodak was on with Uzi and Yachty in them. Okay, alright. So but now he, I guess he, but, it's a Xan, But Kodak's going away for a little while. For a good while.
0: Oh man. Yeah, I don't I guess. Wow. Yeah, well I guess moving on. Yeah. Um Upcoming releases, yeah, besides like Danny Brown, this Kanye rumor.
3: And then Uzi I, I was I thought Culture Two was gonna take even a little longer and Me too. Like aside. I didn't think it was
0: gonna drop like within the first three months of Jan of uh twenty eighteen.
3: Yeah. Um other other twenty eighteen. That might that might be it. We'll we will keep you posted. Yeah in, in upcoming episodes. Uh you've been listening Cardi B, right? Cart- she's due um, for
0: uh, for, um, she, she's got to release movies. a full.
3: Um, she's, oh, I guess she, she hasn't released a full. full attire, right? It just feels like Bodak Yellow's been around for ages. So. Six years to
0: me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not tired of it. Don't it's, get me wrong, I'm not tired it, of it.
3: It's perfect that her and uh, Bruno Mars are going on the on the same tour because straight up, Bodak Yellow's been around forever. And there's two Bruno Mars hits. <laughs> yeah, know since the year
0: 2000. I swear to God. No, I thought his album that he won all the Grammys for was yeah. released like six years ago. <laughs> Man, like it's, it seems like I've been hearing it everywhere.
3: I mean that's I guess that's good on them like for making songs that sound kind of timeless, but
0: yeah no, my mom likes both of them so listen, my <laughs> mom likes it. Everyone wins.
3: Exactly. Yeah, m- uh, my mom sent me a great text about the because uh, Kendrick performed at the Grammys. She said, yeah. "I understand this way more than anything Kanye ever did."
0: <laughs> <I was laughs> what like, a review! Yeah, what a review! What a review! She's do the podcast. We don't even don't even need us. She's a, she's in
3: Nashville. Bring her out, hey mom, Ma- hey mom, if you're listening. <laughs>
0: oh man yeah I guess yeah I don't have anything but I guess keep your eye out oh wait I think I have something oh I already mentioned the young Nudie one yeah that's all I got
3: alright you've been listening to the WRVU podcast on to the next segment
0: yeah a perfect way to start the day W R V.
1: what's up y'all we're back here for our next segment we talked about rap now we're gonna talk about screaming and associated music genres, we've got Malin Daniel, Mayhew's, Hughes in the house, otherwise known as Daniel, and Casey to, uh, is it apt to call you Screamo fans?
4: Scream- Only people who don't listen to Screamo call it Screamo. And that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah,
5: so th- this, this will ultimately sound really pretentious, but Screamo is kind of a misnomer. Um, it really kind of came about with like early 2000s post-hardcore movement. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if you if you want to get into like nitty gritty of like subgenres, you have like pop punk, hardcore, um, like metalcore, deathcore,
4: like black metal, even black metal shoe shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> What's a- But screamo um. is basically just the label that people give a song that is too harsh to their ears. <laughs> so anything mm-hmm. from like. Even melodic hardcore can be labeled as screamo to somebody who like only listens to nice, pretty pop music or something like that. Or, or like, um,
5: <laughs> if you don't like Hinder,
4: yeah. Like, oh my God,
5: they're little like gritty, like
4: <laughs> scream. I know. Or like Stone Sour doesn't even scream, but people are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe that he sounds like this." And I said, "Yeah, it's just powerful."
1: <laughs> so you guys just named two bands there? Or was it Hinder and S- Stone, Stone Sour. Sour? Yeah, I haven't heard about. Either of those are they?
4: Stone Sour is pretty legendary, and it was um because Corey Taylor is like one of the main dudes of ever who's still around. And who's Corey Taylor? <laughs> he is the lead singer of Stone Sour and the lead singer of Slipknot. Oh, okay. And then Hinder is
5: just one of the apex predators of Butt Rock. Um, <laughs> so kind of a, like, kind
4: of Lumped in like, with Nickelback, yeah, 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 and a uh, Buck Cherry and. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So when I think of, like, quote-unquote Screamo, I mean, I don't even know what that... Like, okay, you said Slipknot. What is there, like, Disturbed and Bullet From My... I'm just naming what I think of are like, I guess, emo bands. But, like, what... You you named a bunch of subgenres in the beginning. How do you, like, make distinctions between all this? You know, you said us outsiders, we just call it Screamo, but what's going on on the inside?
4: Daniel knows more about subgenres than I do. I mean...
5: When I I first think of, like, kind of, like, screaming as, like, part of lyricism, I kind of throw back to, like, Led Zeppelin, where, you know, Robert Plant, like, was able to, like, make people uncomfortable with, like, a... (laughs)
3: Like,
5: that kind of thing. But I don't know. I think think what is so polarizing, appealing to the fans, and and just gross to to non-fans of this genre, is, like, there's a certain, like, cathartic element involved with like like a screaming in a way that you have sultry voices and you have like sweet sugary voices like something with like grit and it's like really primal i think can capture a lot of like energy that other styles of vocals can't necessarily
4: yeah it's like it's like you wouldn't necessarily sing a pretty love song with your screaming harsh voice you also wouldn't sing a very very angry song with your pretty nice flowy voice so if you don't of like assigning the right feel and the right timbre to what you want your song to sound like Timber. <laughs> <laughs> and so. actually i read um a paper for my history of rock class when i was writing a paper on slipknot and somebody actually did um, an academic paper on why people enjoy like aggressive sounding music and it's not like Because people who don't listen to it might think that everybody goes to a concert and they get angry together and that's not what happens. Everybody has fun and it's like a positive environment that people enjoy. And this paper basically said that making it into the music and putting it into the experience takes the anger and makes it like this separate thing that people then enjoy instead of being angry at them.
5: So you're saying like sublimates like negative energy into this like cathartic social experience Kind of like how you can Ooh. listen to sad music and, like, actually
4: like have it. the same,
5: like, dopamine emission and, like, feel feel the feels without getting sad while listening to it good sad song.
4: Yeah, and it's kind of like, yes, that song is about being angry or sad or upset, but it takes that emotion and makes it this other thing that you take and enjoy.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Never thought about it like that. Shouts out to the word sublimate. Um, I got a question, though. So, like... You're talking about, um, you know, you wouldn't sing an angry song and not, you know, sound angry or sad and whatnot, um, is all, okay, I'm just going to keep saying screamo, is all, (laughs) is is all, okay, I won't say screamo, is all screaming music angry? Or like, do people scream about love (laughs) and whatnot?
4: They can, but I think most of the time when they scream about love, it's about the negative aspects of love.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
5: This is where I'm going to have to part ways with you.
4: Well, I don't know. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm right. just saying most of the time. Like, I have kn- I have plenty of bands that sing about positive, lovely things, and they just sound harsh because that's their sound, and that's what their fans want to hear.
5: Yeah. I mean, there's actually, like, a huge, huge market—well, not market, that's a gross word— there's a, there's a big,
4: there's a big <laughs> is that just because you're not an econ major <laughs>
2: yeah
5: um, like Christian metal like though it sounds oh, like yeah I actually forgot it takes a lot of complicated ideas like like suffering and despair and and even like conf- like confusion uh, in regards to like theological questions and kind of wrestles with those and I don't know there are a lot of like positive things that can kind of like come into music with, you know, screamy, scratchy, guttural vocals.
4: Yeah, I guess instead of, it doesn't have to just be, represent anger, it can also just represent emphasis and power. Like, that's the thing, is, like, if you scream your point, people will be like, whoa, he really means it. (laughs) So it's kind of that association.
1: What about, (laughs) like, being able to even understand what these people are screaming? Because you said, like,
4: Unimportant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> screaming about love or listening to what they're saying. I don't know. Sometimes maybe just because I, I'm not like acclimated to that those types of genres. But yeah, you mean sometimes it's like pretty hard to understand.
4: Sometimes okay. So either if you're really good at picking up on the lyrics, you'll get it anyway. And if you don't, and you really want to know the lyrics, you'll look them up. And then sometimes I think screaming. Yes, they have lyrics, and the artist put there on purpose. But. Um, like sometimes the listener might treat it like a bass drop in EDM music or like a good mm-hmm. beat. Like it's just something that they feel and they really like the sound of.
5: Yeah, I find myself kind of engaging in two different modes of listening. Usually when I tune into a lot of types of music and, and one is where my consci- consciousness is like very directed at it and I'm like really listening like each word coming out of a person's mouth and then the other time it's kind of like a like I'm bathing in it like a kind of background Thing. and so Marinating,
4: I, yeah, if you I'm will,
5: marinating like a like a fine veggie burger. Um, <laughs> <God>. But like,
1: <laughs> do you marinate veggie burgers?
5: I mean, if you want I feel like, like they would nice, fall like, apart. That, no, like the nice like bean juice or like I don't know. Mm.
4: Anyway, <laughs> oh <laughs> yummy bean juice.
5: But, but like back to my point, um, there are times where you can try to like make incisions like into the song and like really pick out like lyrics. And there are other times where like it's not as like the lyrics are important, but it's not as important that they're intelligible to you in that moment. And I think if you also look at like a lot of lyrical structure, um, not all quote unquote screamo songs drive with like a very like narrative form. So like, uh, vocals can be like kind of parsed and like abstract. like
4: Yeah, the words don't always necessarily flow together. And like I mean this isn't screamo music but um I was talking with my boyfriend about fallout boy mm-hmm. and basically how like Pete Wentz gets so much praise for fallout boys lyrics but sometimes they make no sense and they're just put together and like thrown together and I love them and they're clever but they don't match <laughs> and so
5: yeah wasn't Pete Wentz actually in a metal band before he joined well, I know one of the members was I think it was Ones. He was in a metal band before. They, Cause he does the harsh vocals on like their debut album. Right?
4: Yeah, but they all, I don't know if he was or not. I know that they met at a Barnes and Noble when they were talking about metal music. Oh, that's phenomenal. And that, but when they um, had their hiatus, um, Pete and Patrick went off and did what I think are terrible pop projects, <laughs> not just because they're pop music but because they're bad <laughs> and <laughs> nice. then Andy and Joe split off to um, form a super group with people from Anthrax and As I Lay Dying and oh it's called gosh. The Damn Things and like, that was an actual metal group and so I thought it was funny like, what happens when you split up a pop punk band one side goes pop and yeah. one side goes metal <laughs> really
1: like oil and water <laughs> give us some more questions Well, I think, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one, y'all one more question and we can wrap it up. Um, you guys covered a lot of stuff for those listeners that aren't familiar with all these different genres and subgenres of music. Give us like a quick little kind of like field guide to quote unquote screamo, um, metal music and whatnot. Um, you know, like just tell us some bands we can listen to or, you know. You go first.
4: Okay. okay. <laughs> One that I've gotten into recently that, um, well, there are a couple that I think people can definitely like. They, they have very like smooth, pretty, pop-sounding singing parts, and then the screaming parts come in, and it's um, Dance Gavin Dance. their recent stuff, because their um, newer singer has a very flowy, attractive voice, kind of, that people would like, and they also have kind of a jazzy beat, and then it's like... <sighs> <laughs> and um and then the other one would be issues cuz they have like a funk pop rap kind of like a backtrack sometimes Ooh. i describe it like it was it's as if the backstreet boys did metal yes. that's what it sounds like <laughs> so those are two bands and if you want to go like more intense you could do pierce the veil who have been around for a long time <laughs> or i mean my favorite band ever is avenge sevenfold and they don't Except for their first couple albums, they don't really outright scream. They kind of
5: salt and pepper the music with screams.
4: Yeah, and so if you just want, if you want to, like, ease yourself in with a powerful voice that isn't directly no melody, then go Avenged Sevenfold.
3: Yeah,
5: so if you're into, um, auditory onslaughts, I think that, well, my favorite,
4: my favorite... <laughs> that sounds like a band right there.
5: You know it. Um, probably my favorite metal band of all time is August Burns Red, um, because the vocals are just like there's a lot of dynamics going on a lot of vocal range and it, um, there are actually no clean vocals in most if not all of their songs um, there's a little jazz thrown in there with like how they structure their music um, and then let's see I mean honestly if you want to kind of slowly get into the genre like early fall well, boy I know it sounds like ridiculous but their debut album they really just like
4: it's so true.
5: All every every time there are harsh vocals, it's just placed perfectly. Um, and then a big album that's influential to me is "Define the Great Line" by Underoath, 2004. Don't know the record label. I'm not that cool. Um, <laughs> that's, that's
4: Christian metal, right?
5: Yeah, and that's a big slow burn. Um, but it's good. And then Deaf Heaven is also really good. They do like black metal combined with like kind of like a wavy ethereal like. Shoegaze, and you really can't tell what they're saying. Like it's kind of just like, I don't know. So like, just if you're, I don't know. I, I feel like it's like wine. Like it, at first you're like, mmm, fiery grape juice. But then, <laughs> but then like, what? as you get, I'm allergic. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, as you get accustomed, it's like it's pretty good. You know, so it's well,
4: <laughs> age is well. One more thing about screaming that I remember, um, i read about in my research paper was, um, basically one paper was talking about how screaming itself is dangerous and kind of highlights mm-hmm. the intent of screaming itself. It's like screaming is in really intense metal music when you're angry and you're feeling like, I don't know, Limp biscuit, you want to break stuff. <laughs> um, but then, um, like, if you don't do it right, you can permanently mess up your vocal cords. And, like, some people don't understand that, like, there actually is a right way to do it. Yeah. You can't just go about it, because then you're going to die. <laughs> it's just... <Wow. laughs> I mean, I'll literally die, but your voice is going to die. And it just, like, there are a lot of lead singers like M Shadows from Avenger Sevenfold or Matt Heafy from Trivium who like, yeah, who basically messed up their voice and they needed therapy and like rehabilitation and then they like got a vocal screaming coach basically and learned how to do it correctly. So even like the act of screaming is so metal because You have to do it right or else you get messed up.
1: Don't try it on your own in the shower. Awesome. Well thanks guys. Uh you heard it here first. Fallout boy is cooler than you think and don't scream too much <laughs> or you'll die.
4: <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. <laughs>
1: right guys and girls thanks for tuning in this has been the first episode of the wrvu podcast and we're searching for your feedback let us know what you liked what you didn't like and if you want to join the party you can contact me directly at wrvupodcast at gmail.com once again thanks for listening and enjoy your day